0: Hi, I'm Cody, I like Tesla's because I like watching YouTube on Tesla's and
1: going on road trips.
0: Welcome to New Zealand, all that Tesla, because... Hey Cody, thank you for that lovely introduction. And, dear listeners, if you have a young person who would like to be famous like Cody, then record their introduction and send it to martin at all tesla nz. We will make sure that it appears on one of our future episodes and provide you with the Patreon link so you can listen to it as soon as it's published. Well, It's appropriate that we are using your introduction this time, Cody, because it's your mum, Sandy, who volunteered with less than 24 hours' notice to have a chat about EV ownership on the West Coast. We caught up in Carters Beach on a stunningly warm and sunny West Coast afternoon. All right, so it's Martin here again, and I am... Filming, uh, recording another episode at least, and I'm at a lovely place uh, between Westport and Cape Falwyn called Carters Beach. There's a lovely cafe here called Donaldo's. Best hot chocolate in the world it seems, Sandy.
1: Yeah, Apparently, yes, they yeah. are very good. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Alright, so I'm here with Sandy and uh, Sandy you've owned a Model 3 for a little while. So, first of all, tell us a little bit about um, what you do, how long you've lived on the coast um, and uh, you know, what got you into Tesla? Oh.
1: I originally grew up here in Westport and my family moved away and I decided to move to Australia for a couple of years End up coming back brought property in Christchurch but then ended up coming back to Westport for a relationship I'm actually a self-employed property manager I started my business, Carl Terry Property Management 18 months ago and it's taken off in that time so I do a lot of travelling between properties do inspections, I'm sort of buzzing around everywhere, my office is in my car.
0: So so property management like looking after rentals and things like that yes. specifically? Yes, right.
1: okay. So I look after rentals, I put tenants into houses, I collect the rent on behalf of the owner, I look after any maintenance required and of course when the tenants leave I go and make sure everything all clean and tidy and make sure it's completely managed on behalf of the owners.
0: Right, so on behalf of the owners, if there's there's any issues with rent missing and things like that, is it you who takes the case to the tenancy tribunal or the owners who do that? No, it's me. The property manager
1: does all that for them. Right. Okay. And how long have you been doing that for? I've actually been in the industry probably 20 years, but I've not long started. I started about 18 months ago with Carvetary Property Management. Um, It's just because I've always loved the job. I originally started doing the job in Australia when I was over there. And just love the job, I love the interactions, I love the everyday, it's always very, very different, you don't know what you're doing. One day you might be fixing taps, other times you might be unblocking the sinks, or just picking up minor stuff for tenants. You just don't know who you're going to meet and what you're going to be doing.
0: Excellent, and and it's mostly a positive job, I take it. You know, you seldom have to deal with negative issues and things like that. No,
1: I've been quite lucky. I have a reasonably good instinct when it comes to people. I can pick a reasonably good one, and we do very thorough checks on every applicant. So, if something comes up, it's like, well, we we give the option to the owner. Hey, do are you interested? Then nine times ten, they say no. Please select someone else. Right. So,
0: okay, so whereabouts does your your job take you, and how much would you travel a week doing that?
1: Well, I'm pretty much all over the West Coast. The furthest I've got, I've got property in Charleston and one out Powerhouse Road, which is our country. Uh, most of mine are actually in town. So I average four to 500k a week on average, but which is a good thing with the teaser, I only charge you probably twice a week, if that. And that's just to keep it in between, usually about 30% to 100% because
0: it's LFP. Cool. So you have a uh, uh, what, 32 amp charger at home or do you just use the old 10 amp plug?
1: We've actually got the old what we call the granny charge, which is the 8 amp. We do have a 15 amp plug, but we're also installing the um, 32 amp soon because we're finding the Model S takes a lot longer to charge than the Model 3. And what's
0: the I mean, what's the cost of power like on the West Coast? Uh, I mean, in Canterbury, I think we're looking at you know, between 18 and $0.25 cents per kilowatt hour. What's the, the West Coast price for power?
1: I've seen i have got a reasonably good deal. I'm sitting at $0.19 cents off peak, <laughs> but $0.26 cents, uh, peak rates. So right. it's not too bad. It's bit, depending on how much you put on, it, it's about $7 a charge. Okay. Um, the reason why I got a Tesla, it was more of an arm twist from my partner. I was more leaning towards a Polestar originally. I did have an MG EV, but I found the range was just far too short because I do often trips to Christchurch quite often. And very often the Reefedon charge is often out of action. So I decided I wanted something a little bit longer range. I was originally leaning towards Polestar, but crunch the numbers. And at the time, the Model 3s were actually a lot cheaper. It was in before the big price rise, so I decided to go the Model 3 way. Awesome. So,
0: did you get a long range Model 3? Or did you just go with the standard range um, and get the you know, rebate to help?
1: Yeah I just did the base model, just white, black on white and stay in the standard range, that was all I got. That's great. So
0: you mentioned your partner is twisting your arm to what, get a Tesla or just get an EV? No he's,
1: uh, he's Tesla mad, what? absolutely Tesla mad. He brought his Model S second hand from uh, Drive EV in Taupo probably about four months ago. And that was about two months after I ordered mine. He was starting to nag me. as was going, I, want, I want to buy a Tesla. I was like, go and buy one. <laughs> buy one you like, we'll, we'll sort something out. We started with the... Originally he had a V8, Club Sport R8. So it was a big V8, big 5.7 litre V8, and he decided to go EV. So we ended up driving our Club Sport all the way from Westport up to Taupo, dropping it off and bringing the Tesla back.
0: So you left the big V8 up there
1: yes we sold it up there excellent (laughs) All
0: right. so um, which was the more enjoyable
1: probably the Tesla coming back I find the air suspension quite floaty in it compared to my the Model 3 where mine's more of a go kart feel but his is a very nice car very very nice for an older car his is 4 years old now I think was
0: it the New Zealand New Tesla that was sold by Drive EV, or was it one of
1: uh, one of their imports? It was a uh, Japanese import, so they converted it to Type Two, so it doesn't have the DC charging, unfortunately, but it still has the free supercharging. He's wow. quite lucky to have that.
0: Yes, and no, I understand those. Uh, they do quite a good job at converting. When I was up there, about um, oh half a year ago so he had a Japanese EV in there and he was uh, converting that Tesla f- yeah. um, for New Zealand so they're getting into that Be good be to, good to, for Alex maybe to chat with him one day about the conversions that he's doing yes yeah. yes. Yeah. and uh, so since owning a Model 3 um, what sort of it's only been a short time hasn't it it's
1: only been really about six weeks so I picked it up at the end of August I originally ordered um, 9th of February so it took a very very long time to get here <laughs>
0: And did you pick it up from Christchurch? Yes, I did. I picked
1: it up from the main warehouse in, is it Waltham? No, not Waltham. Wigram? It's Wigram, yes, oh. in, the new, in the new showroom there.
0: Ah, so which there were, I haven't seen yet. So it's near the service centre. It's a few blocks away, apparently. Yes. And so, oh, OK. And what did it, did it sort of have Tesla labelling on the new showroom?
1: Yes, so there was actually a group of us, it was probably a group of 10 owners picking up their vehicles all at once, and they just sort of circled around us, sort of helping us get connected and everything. But because yep. we already had a Tesla, we didn't really need that much help, mm-hmm. thankfully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. So, and was it a pleasant pick-up experience? Yes, it
1: was quite good. Hmm. We felt it was probably a wee bit rushed, but I think it was more the fact that there so many people they were helping. There was only about two or three different helpers there. So, no, I think they did a very good job. They've always been very pleasant to deal with. Hmm.
0: And have you, in the very short time you've had it, have you needed uh, mobile service or anything like that while you?
1: No, everything's been as good as gold. Good. I've managed to suss out most stuff. Yep. <laughs> if in doubt, go to the group.
0: <laughs> so, look, the the story to electric vehicle. What what led you ultimately to go electric? Was the was it the increasing fuel prices? Was it, um, you know? A, Desire to support Elon Musk, or what was, the, what was the motivation to move EV?
1: EV, well, we've actually been hybrids for the last six years, so it's more of a next step situation for us. We originally had a 2013 Honda Accord Hybrid, and we found that very, very good to run around in, but because it's getting older, we've just sort of been a bit weary. I thought, right, it's time to move on to the next step, and the technology is there. We quite enjoy the idea of no fuel, because <laughs> it is getting very dear. It's $2.87 at the moment here in Westport so even to to fill the hybrid was getting up there mm-hmm. and even though that would do a thousand K on a tank I'd use it up in a month, easy yeah. and
0: the west coast as far as ownership goes, you've got um, you know, you've got a reasonably diverse range of people here I understand now, a lot, lot uh, a lot of new people visiting but tell us about you know the attitude to electric vehicles over here, I mean I see lots of Mitsubishi outlanders when I've been around, <laughs> lots of those. So lots of plug-in hybrids, but very, very few EVs.
1: Yes, there's actually only three Teslas here in Westport. Mm-hmm. And um, you've just oh. interviewed Father David and we actually have the other two. Um, we've found the the response is more curiosity. Right. In regards to them, they more come up and ask how much it cost to charge, how much how far will we get and how much was it to buy? And when they sort of gasp at the price, so we just say to them, "Hey, it's a bit, just look at the value of a new Ranger. How much is a new Ranger? How much is a new, new Hilux? Because mm. obviously we have a lot of Utes here on the coast, because a lot of farmers. But there is actually a lot of curiosity, just genuine curiosity, not in modesty. We've found some of the older generation, more retirees, are very snub about them. But most people are just generally just curious.
0: And your sees um, you know, he works. You said in the in the
1: mining industry. Yes, it's a very backwards way we do this. <laughs> so we, my husband's, he's actually a um, head driller up at Stockton. Yeah. So he works in the mines, but we actually have two EVs.
0: <laughs> All right. So following the Norway Norwegian path, where <laughs> the the, um, the people who worked in the oil fields would um, buy an EV, they would buy it incidentally because um, of the free road tolls. And of course the roads would be built to all these wonderful new oil fields um, and you could avoid the road tolls by having an EV. So um, some of the biggest purchasers over there were in fact um, people who worked on the oil fields. <laughs> but but seriously, um, I mean, is he, is he all good with that? Is, uh, is, he, is there any sort of concern environmentally with, uh, you know, what he feels he's doing and what he
1: no, he's not really so much into the environmental side of it. He's more into the side he likes them. He just likes Teslas. He has, all the, for a long time. He's followed Elon Musk for a very long time. He, I think he knows about every YouTube video on YouTube <laughs> in regards to his model. So he knows everything you really need to know about them. Yeah,
0: and has he managed to sell it to um, to any or you know sell the idea to any of his workmates?
1: He has actually. He's actually um, understand He's got a workmate that's actually looking at buying a <laughs> Model S. And he's actually got quite a few people who are quite interested, but whether they will go ahead or not, we don't know.
0: Because, of course, there's a, a famous set of videos where one of the miners in Australia took a series of workmates um, you know, for a, uh, you know, acceleration in ludicrous mode, I think, his uh, workmates, and he converted all of his mining mates over in Australia to, um, to Tesla.
1: Yes, yeah, so it, so Todd's actually done that for a few people, We've taken a few people over, and they've always said, wow, this is an amazing car. Because, of course, his, his does about 5.2 seconds to 100, so it's pretty quick, being the 75D. Yeah. But, yeah, no, more everyone said that they don't like it, but then all of a sudden they have a ride for it, and they just love them.
0: That's fantastic. It's always good, I reckon, to get, you know, bums on the seats is what they yeah, say, isn't it? Yeah, get the you know, experience. experience that. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's great. And how do you find the
0: sort of the charging situation on the West Coast? Um, I mean, you've got one in Westport, is that right? One fast charger?
1: We've got one um, charge net charger in Westport. You can charge it at the holiday grounds. They've got a camp caravan set up there. Mm-hmm. There's a free charger down in Greymouth, down at the warehouse, and there's charge net one charge net one down in Greymouth. And the only other one really here is Reefton. So we really do need more infrastructure here on the coast. We have Reefton go down. You've got nothing between Westport and Colfordon, pretty much. Yes. So your little lease net, that, no way you can get through Lewis.
0: And, of course, I guess most people's introduction to EVs was a leaf originally, which would probably give good reason for why there are none over here. You know, just I suppose it was impossible to get where you needed to go.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and similarly with the MG that you said that you had originally, what was the range of that if Reefden was down? Was it possible to get that to Colverdon?
1: No, there's no way. And It would running to about 220 on a good day. Mm. And if you were a bit heavy on the foot or you had to have an econ on, a heater on, yeah. you'd probably lose a good 40k off that. Right. So you'd always have to go through Arthur's Pass and stop at Oterra and yeah. charge up before heading over to... to Castle yeah, Hill Yeah, Castle yeah, sort of buddy hop across. OK, yeah.
0: So it didn't make it entirely... It didn't make wonderful. it, no. Yeah. So Eker at the moment um, is working on a series of charges at Springs Junction, I think. Oh, of awesome. um, uh, I think that's the the, the next goal now. They move from the places as, you know, where it's easier to put charges to actually where do we need charges um, and therefore get the infrastructure in there to, to cater for that, at least get the new power supply in there and things like that. So yeah. I guess everyone on the West Coast, and I suppose Nelson as well, is just... Hanging out for you know that charger at Springs Junction.
1: That Springs Junction will be vital because you got like, everyone coming from Christchurch and Nelson and also to the coast. Mm. And most, a lot of people, because it's an easier drive over the Lewis than the Arthurs. Mm. This is quite a windy, challenging road for some people.
0: Mm. Well, it was certainly challenging yesterday. It was snowing. <laughs>
1: but
0: uh, I managed to get through just in the in the in the time it was just open. Just
1: squeezed in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so there's, you know, there's not too much in the way of animosity from your average average coaster.
1: No, not really. There's more curiosity. Because being only the first three in town, they're sort of curious. well what's it run like? What it go like? What do they look like? Do you find that having not having a dashboard annoying? Which I've actually got used to. I was a bit worried about that when I first got them myself. Cause we never did a test drive. We just ordered one. Yes. And of course when I hopped in it I thought, oh I'm not sure whether I like the dash, I don't like to know whether I like to have the screen, but I've got used to it. I like the openness yes. of a screen. Yeah. It's sort
0: of rather minimalistic, isn't it? Very minimalistic. Yeah. So we've got a beautiful day here in Carter's Beach. Um, yeah, you know, for your average tourist who comes over here in an E V, what would you recommend would be something that they could do if they were, you know, a family or What would be the ultimate things to do, you know,
1: around Westport? Uh, Probably one of the first places I'd go is go and check the Seal Connelly out by Tronga Bay. Go and visit the Seal Connelly out there. Uh, You always go to Deniston to see the old Deniston mines. magic up there. there.
0: One One of my most magic places up there.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely stunning up there. There's lots of museums, lots of natural walks. As you can see, we've got the big bike trail right through the coast here. So we've got a lot of people, obviously, on EV bikes as well, going through the trails.
0: No, I saw one that started from Greymouth and went down to Ross. Is there one that connects Westport yes. to to where? To, to Greymouth? Dog. No, Is
1: no. It? So far, it's, I think it's only come, gone to Westport so far. But it pretty much goes from here. You see this trail right here, and it goes all the way up to Cape Fowland. and it goes down a and it'll go down towards Greymouth.
0: Oh, magic! Alright, is it sort of, would people do the ghost road prior to that or is it really just a different kind of Any,
1: Anyone can do it, it's right. quite a basic setup. Right. So anyone can really, if medium level of fitness.
0: So we've got the you know, the, the cycle trail, what, what else would be worth doing? Um,
1: Probably Coal Town, go and have a visit to Coal Town actually see how they used to mine it here. Um, they used to do Stockton mine, tri- uh, mine tours, so I'm not too sure if that's still going or not. Mm. I heard it was actually up for sale, so I don't know whether the business is still running or not. Um, but it's more nature stuff if people come over here. Or you can spend a day up in Karamea, mm-hmm. go and have a look at the Heafy Tracks. Oh, like yep, there,
0: went there went there with the twins know, to one of the wonderful um, arches there the
1: in the pouring oh, yes, rain. Wow. Yes, beautiful up there. Um,
0: yeah, probably, probably not the nicest road in, and uh, it was pouring <laughs> with rain, and we <laughs> got just to the turn off for the track. Um, yeah, after walking for about three quarters of an hour and there's a sign up there saying track closed. Oh, no. <laughs> Wish well, you told me that at the entrance, but never mind. Yes. And um, road trips, what sort of road trips have you done or what sort of road trips have you got planned uh, now that you've got the nice long range in your Model 3?
1: Um, well, the only trip I've actually done is bringing it back from Christchurch on the f- very first trip. But we do have a plan to go back to Christchurch because Hubby's got his Model S booked in for upgrades. So we'll take both cars over. So well, his is in the shop for two wait, two days, and we'll just use the Model Three. And because it, it's been so cheap to run, we can use both cars.
0: some idea, <laughs> really. And does uh, does he get to drive the Model Three occasionally? Did you let him drive that?
1: Well, I've offered, but he doesn't seem that interested.
0: Oh, so he's <laughs> quite happy with the yes. He's very happy with the yes. Excellent. Oh, good. Hey, well, look, Sandy, really nice to talk to you today. Thank you so much for um, agreeing for the interview at short notice. I only contacted you yesterday. No, oh, thank you, Martin. So um, I've, uh, I've at least interviewed every Tesla owner on, uh, in Where's the sport area.
1: Just about. That's great. <laughs> lovely. Oh, good to meet you. Oh, yeah, lovely too. Thank you, Martin.
0: Thank you Sandy for meeting up with us and sharing your experience of EV ownership on the west coast. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable about visiting after having previously thinking that all the coasters were like the mechanic I read about in the Grey Mouth Star over a year ago. That is definitely not the case, they're not all anti-EV over here, just maybe a little delayed in getting connected effectively to the rest of the country. This area missed out on the leaf it seems probably due to the limited charging options to get anywhere significant. But, of course, that is changing, as we referred to in our chat. Except for one interviewee in Ashburton, I've reached the end of my list. Thankfully, Alex has a few folk to interview yet. Your country needs you. If you would like to share your story, then contact one of us, and keep up this mahi, meeting the people and stories behind the profile pics. I'm probably the easiest to get to if you're in the South Island, Martin at all that's Tesla.nz and Alex travels a bit throughout the North Island, Alex at alex.allthatstesla.nz For those of you too embarrassed to listen to yourself, you can still help by contributing a couple of dollars a month, the equivalent of one-eighth of a long black each week or maybe half a litre of petrol a month. All the information on that support option is available at patreon.com slash Tesla. While you're a Patreon supporter, we provide you with early access to all our future episodes. Meanwhile, until the next one, keep sharing a friendly wave with those you see driving EVs across the country and in your local towns and cities. We are the leading edge and we need to show our recognition of those leading the way as New Zealand transitions to a transport industry fuelled by cheap, renewable, Kiwi-made energy.